This sermon is brought to you by Shofar Christian Church. We hope that you will be blessed by this message. Our audio and video sermons are also available on Shofar TV to download and share. Hello friends and family, church. It's just so great to be together. Let's just pray. Uh, as we spend this time in worship father we thank you that we can worship you thank you that we can open up our hearts towards you that you are faithful and lord that you're more than able uh, to finish the work that you have started in our lives and we just bless you lord for your goodness your faithfulness your loving kindness in jesus name we pray amen you know we just want to say happy father's day blessed father's day you know happy comes from happening sometimes but when we say we bless you you uh to be envied because of the favor of god because of the presence of god on somebody's life and so isn't it beautiful just the mountains the surrounding you know uh as the scripture says the as the mountains surround jerusalem so god surrounds his people uh, maybe you feel a bit lonely today. Maybe you feel a bit challenged today. Um, God wants to surround you with His loving kindness, with His grace, with His fullness, with His favor, with His joy and His peace. I'm going to speak about something uh, today because I think a lot of people are challenged in this time of lockdown uh, to keep their heart spear. You know, and you know what happens in your heart that begins to overflow into the rest of your life. And uh, there's a lot of things and challenges. Last week we spoke about the accuser of the brethren, the blood of Jesus, the testimony. You know, sometimes we think these things are simple, but you know how profound it is when we, you and I begin to walk in the fullness of God, when you and I begin to, to be challenged and to say, yes, I, I want to I wanna walk in what God has called me to walk in. So Proverbs 4 verse 23 says it like this, keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it springs the issues of life. Put away from you a deceitful mouth and put perverse lips far from you. Let your eyes look straight ahead and your eyelids look right before you. Ponder the path of your feet and let all your ways be established. Do not turn to the right or to the left. Remove your foot from evil. <laughs> you know, we spoke about Joshua and Caleb. But you know, uh, some of the translation says it's so beautiful. Guard your heart above all all things now if i if i uh put you and say you must be a god over my property it means hey i'm going to give you a gun you need to walk around you need to be vigilant you need to be focused if you are a security guard you know and so if you're guarding something you're keeping watch over it you're protecting it you're securing it you're making sure that no thief comes in to steal and kill and destroy and so this is what the scripture says and what the proverbs the writer of the proverbs says he says guard your heart keep your heart with all diligence so you and i need to make sure that our hearts remain pure innocent childlike full of faith towards god don't let the devil come and bring uh, 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 just lying into your heart or a perversion in your heart it's it's so easy to get distracted it's so easy uh to lose heart to get discouraged that's what what the word discouragement means and listen to this um in proverbs 23 verse 7 it says for as a man thinks in his heart so is he you know the, wh what do you begin to think what do you begin to dream about it's so easy uh to just think like yeah yeah, yeah I'm, I'm i'm gonna just be normal i'm, I'm gonna just 
hold out. I'm going to just try to survive. You know, so uh, it's literally like the picture you have is you must put a wall around your heart. You must make sure that your heart is protected, that it's guarded. You must take out all the guns and go all guns blazing to say, hey, the one thing I need to protect in my life is my heart. You know, and there were so many people, you know, um, that that would lose heart or get discouraged or actually harden their hearts. I think that's that's the most challenging thing is when somebody begins to harden their hearts towards God. It is so easy to harden your heart because through offense or deception or maybe people that hurt us, uh, we harden our hearts towards God. And then, you know, we say, hey, I look at the church or look at the people, but it's because we haven't guarded our hearts or because of past wounds or past experiences. But I want to I want to say to you, trust the Lord with all of your heart. That's what Proverbs says. You know, we're spending a lot of time in Proverbs. It says, trust the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. <laughs> what a challenge, you know. And so the Bible has this concept, you know, in the Old Testament, it was circumcision. Today it is called the circumcision of the heart. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord for the fathers in Father's Day that we're talking about the circumcision of the heart and not we're not going back to the old covenant. But it says in Matthew 12 verse 34, Brood of vipers, how can you being evil speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So, so what is happening inside will determine how you're going to speak, what you're going to speak, what you're going to act on and so uh, the concept of having a circumcised heart means uh, i have a heart wholly devoted to god and isn't that beautiful in scripture when we look at the daniels the joshua's the joseph's you know the esther's it's people that lived fully for god you know because you know what the devil does the devil wants to con us to think that this is our inheritance we have to live for here you know and so so a lot of people and i i think one of the saddest stories in my life was when i when i was at at varsity and i had this good friend uh, we did everything together we were just going crazy for god you know and then what started to happen is just slowly i saw how he drifted away from the passion in his heart towards god and and we had we had like a lot of like humanistic conversations. We we spoke about you know he started to read other literature and it was almost as if he felt like he's graduating from this passion you know. Um, and I've heard it over the years. People say like yeah yeah when I was there as a student I was so passionate for God when I was young. But now I've I've sort of matured. I've I've got a balanced life you know. But I love what Reinhard Bonke says. He says hey the only balance you have is one foot in this life and the other foot should be in it. Eternity, <laughs> and so that is our challenge you know uh, sometimes we especially in the west we lie to ourselves i want to tell you a story you know when i was in egypt and um, there was a pastor we met there and he was part of the big intercession movement and um, i'll never forget it in my life you know because he, he asked uh, i asked him can we pray for you and uh, or can we how can we help the church in the middle east and then he said the following he said you can pray for us, please, but don't come here. Don't bring the diluted gospel to our nation. And I said, but what? Okay, okay, so what can we pray for you? And then he said the following. He said, would you please pray for the church in Egypt and the Middle East that we would embrace the season of martyrdom that we're going into? And I thought like, whoa. And then he started to tell the story of how four, uh, four of the five of his best friends have already being killed um, for the sake of the gospel not for the sake of being fundamental but for laying down their lives for god you know and so a, a circumcised heart doesn't mean that we need to do more we need to like 
go more crazy and so a circumcised heart means simply that that you know there's a heart wholly devoted to god you know and I, i've seen it many times in my own life sometimes you know you get discouraged you get this piece and then you think like oh i'm i'm you know i'm, I'm rather just gonna be be normal you know but when i read this book i don't know about you i am challenged i'm challenged by ordinary people living fully for god you know and um just with the rich young ruler he said hey what must i do to be good and god says there's no one that's good it's only god it's only the father and so a circumcised heart means that i've learned to fully live for god i've i've learned to fully live for what is eternity's sake not for this world because it's so easy to say oh yeah let, let me just let me just hang back i'm i'm, I'm not going to be passionate or so passionate like a angus bucken or a ravi zacharias or a reynard bunker you know because they have that special calling it doesn't mean we need to go all the, over the world and stand on the street corner and shout the name of jesus to everyone but it's about a passion in our heart it's about what what happens that fire in our hearts and that's what matthew 12 uh, says you know um in uh, let's listen to or read acts 13 verse 22 and when he had removed him that was saul he raised up for them david as king to whom also he gave testimony and said i found david the son of jesse a man after my own heart who will do all my will <laughs> will do everything I require it's it's a life of obedience it's a life when I have a circumcised heart it means like I'm I'm fully devoted to the cause of Christ and that's God's invitation for us it's not it's not a burden you know I was I was thinking about three or four weeks ago I was thinking about you know just the last 25 years of being in the ministry and some very highs and some very lows and some challenging stuff sometimes you know as a pastor people come and they accuse you of lots of stuff and tell you you know uh, because you're also authority figure sometimes people like yeah you know um but i've learned through all the years of god's faithfulness god's god's willingness you know god's ability in our lives that we can do his will and that's his invitation his invitation is there for each one of us uh, to live in that space where we can have a soft and an innocent heart so listen to this how uh the, there was the i can just imagine the scene of the crowd of people and jesus was very tired because he was ministering to a lot of people and so in matthew chapter 18 verse 1 to 7 let's go read this he says at that time the disciples came to jesus saying who then is greatest in the kingdom of heaven and then jesus called the little child to him set him in the midst of them and said assuredly i say to you unless you are converted and become as little children you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven therefore whoever humbles himself as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven Whoever receives one little child like this in my name receives me. But whoever causes one of these little ones to believe in me to sin, it would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were drowned in the depths of the sea. Woe to the world because of offenses. For offenses must come, but woe to that man by whom the offense comes. It's a, it's a tough scripture because onwards it goes on agreement and the power of unity and what god has called us to do but here it says like the disciples were sort of arguing and say who's the greatest in the kingdom who's who's gonna make it amazingly you know and then he calls the children over and, and they sort of didn't want the children always to come jesus laid hands on them beautiful you know jesus was so accessible to ordinary people and especially to the children and so uh, then he says whoever comes 
whoever is converted, so you need to be born again. And then secondly, who becomes like little children. That's what he says there. So what does that mean? You know, if, if you're young, your heart is soft, you dream, you believe, you, you go big. But sometimes when we're older, you know, we, we harden our hearts and we sort of just, we, we settle for our comfort zones. Because, you know, it is so easy. It's, it's easy to have, take the road of the least resistance in your life. You know, it's easy to do that. But it's not fulfilled, fulfilling. It's not eternally minded. Because remember, this life is so short. And that's why Jesus said, come like these little children. You know, children wake up every morning and they want to play. It's as if this is the only day. They, they've forgotten about what has happened yesterday. They've forgotten, you know, they don't worry about the future. Children keeps their heart soft, you know, and they're innocent and they're pure. And that's why Matthew also says, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Isn't that our desire to see God, to live in that space? But you know, sometimes, hey, we have a divided heart. Sometimes the world wants to come and spoil the things in our heart. And that's what God invites us to. He says in Matthew 10 verse 16, Behold, I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. Therefore be wise as serpent and harmless as doves. He says be wise. Now he's not talking about the negative side of a snake. He just says be very wise as you walk, but be innocent as a dove. Because, you know, the devil wants to steal and rob our innocence. He wants to rob that purity in your heart where you just believe and where you can just say, wow, my father is the biggest, is the most awesome. And, and you know what? He's, whenever he calls me, it's an invitation to so much more, you know. But then what we begin to do is we listen to people, eh? Don't we do that so many times? No, 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 don't, you know, just, and I've seen it so many times, people want to step out for God and then people come and say, no, no, just, just, just think about, be, be so pragmatic. But what is your faith costing you at the moment? What, what is your faith costing? If it's costing you nothing, hey, it's not going to please God. But that's, that's so important that we know it's an invitation. Then, you know, the second last slide there, James 5 verse 16. You know, when we have a broken or a hurt or offended heart, you know, that's when the devil deceives us. Because so, if you have a broken heart, what begins to happen, it's so difficult to know who you really are. And especially your identity. And then we begin to find our identity by the things of the world. And so many people are challenged with this. Uh, the best are coming out, but also the worst in people's lives. Because maybe things are not working out the way you think. Or maybe you've been praying and God isn't answering your prayers. And that's time when you and I need to like sue God our heart. And we need to say, God, I'm going to stand on the promises and the things that you've said. Listen to this, James 5 verse 16. Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. You know, it's only, you can only get healed in community. <laughs> yeah. There's, um, you know, there's 58 times in the New Testament that it says, love one another, pray for one another, stir up one another. <laughs> yeah. And so God has created a spiritual family for us also to be healed in. And so the, the way to, to get a circumcised heart is to surround yourself with like-minded people. And I've uh, just been counseling a lot of people in the last couple of weeks, you know, that's come 
maybe been in homes where the family wasn't saved or didn't know God and and just the challenges around that but I want to encourage you keep on pressing into those who are like-minded the Bible says run with the horses you know so that you can keep up with the chariots run with those who are like-minded surround yourself with people that will build into your life will really celebrate you and have faith for you and can see in you what you can't even see in yourself you know i had this amazing privilege when i was at school there was a guy who discipled me and he took me away on weekends and he always said that, you know he said hey this is see us he's gonna preach the gospel one day now most of the time i didn't even believe that he said you're gonna go into full-time ministry i didn't even know or could spell the word full-time ministry i, I didn't even know what that meant but because he believed in me, he deposited things in my heart that I could work with and could run with even today some of those promises. And my question is, what are the promises that God has given you? Don't let your, the things around you uh, pull you down and weigh you down. That's why, you know, uh, I said it last week, but the Jews have this beautiful um, thing they do uh, whenever they in very very tough times then they go everyone sits around the table and then the grandfather the father the uncles they invite everyone they say okay come and share what God has done and then once people have shared their testimony around that what God has done they remember how God took them out of Egypt uh, then they pray a very specific prayer they say Lord we invite you to the table to come and show yourself faithful again isn't that amazing yeah that's what happens in community and that's why it's so so tough for many people to be out of community that's why we must pray that the church will open up again in that sense where we can gather because something spiritual happens when you get together with other believers there's a community that's being built up and there's also healing for offense hurt challenges in your life because the bible says confess your trespasses to one another then you will be healed because there's a power of confession there's a power of the freedom of that the last scripture i want to read to us is about the fire in our heart for god and it's found in revelation chapter 3 and this is very challenging because uh, jesus said it you know it's it's scriptures read to the church and he says i'm standing at the door and i want to knock I'm knocking and I want to come in um, but you're not allowing me into your heart that's simply what it means you know it says I'm knocking if you open up and hear my voice I will come in and I will eat with you I will feast with you that's God's invitation to eat and to feast with us you know but there's lots of people that are keeping the door closed for Christ to come in and it's written to the church in Laodicea it was a church that was prosperous it was a church that was rich he says hey you're miserable <laughs> he says either I, I just wish you were hot or cold but now you're in between you look warm he says but i want to i want to i want to make the inner room that table where you sit i want to make you on fire again for god yeah what a challenge when we read that scripture because hey sometimes we become so complacent with the things in our hearts concerning God. Sometimes we compromise. Sometimes through sin or circumstance, we allow those things to dictate that we have a circumcised heart, a heart after God. But let's be a David generation. You know, it's, we're not talking about perfection. We're not talking about doing more things for God. But the question is, what is the fire in your heart and that intimacy that you have for Jesus? Do you have that intimacy for Jesus I remember being in the Middle East and um, 
setting up a meeting in a church there and you know some people walked for three or four days to be there and we had church services for 12 to 14 hours non-stop church services for 12 to 14 hours the temperature <laughs> was over 40 degrees no aircon sure and then you think like wow lord there are people that are so hungry for you and now my challenge in this time as as the church of jesus christ let's not lose our hunger for god you know that's why it says if you become if you humble yourself like children so the key is simply humility when you and i repent and we turn back to god and say god i've lost that fire in my heart i've lost that desire i'm so busy with your things or i'm so busy even with great things in the world or friendships or i'm busy building my business and nothing wrong with those stuff it's not necessarily sin but you know it is because sin in essence means to miss the mark to miss what god has given us and i've i've realized I'm, i must confess about two weeks ago i was like going through a bit of an emotional time and then so i was i was wanting to go like moaning a little bit you know with god and then the most amazing thing the holy spirit said to me see us it is a privilege to be invited by god and to be used by god and um sorry but it is a massive privilege to be used by God to be called by God and to have a heart of him it's not a right it's not something we <clears throat> when the Jesus that's the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords invites you and me to be used by him to represent him in the earth there is just absolutely nothing like serving him like laying down your life from it's not a burden it's a it's a privilege and um god invites us to to that you know there's some questions i have for us you know what what lies do i believe about myself or the world around me and how is that affecting my relationship with god what sins or bad habits in my life are weighing me down from a higher moral conduct what behaviors or habits do i know to be right and yet avoid or ignore Am I selfishly, selfishly trying to find physical or emotional fulfillment through my relationships? Who are the godly, like-minded people that I am accountable to that has pure hearts? You know, run with those who have pure hearts. And let's follow God. Let's use this opportunity when many people are down in the dumps to say there is a God that's alive. You know, the Bible says, blessed are the feet of those who bring good news and say our god reigns it's time for the church to say our god reigns he's not a dead god he's not asleep in the boat doesn't matter what storm you're going through he will calm that storm but when we have faith when we please him with our faith that's when he is stirred and we are stirred to say hey we are just pilgrims passing through this life i, I want to pray for you for that passion and that fire in your heart to return I want to pray for the first, your first love towards God to return so that you will be passionate for Him. So Father, today Lord, on this Sunday, we want, we want to just thank you that you invite us. Lord, it's not, it's not a burden. Lord, it's, it's an invitation. It's an invitation to come. It's an invitation to surrender. And Lord, we bring you our hearts today, Father, and we ask that you give us soft hearts. 
Lord, that you make us respond in worship and intimacy again with you, Lord. That that you bring a fire inside of us where they'll just, yo, Lord, where we live fully for you. No more compromise, no more sin, no more easing out, Lord. Lord, some of us have been hurt, some of us have been offended, some of us, Lord, have have lost our focus, Lord, but we want to pray through your grace that you'll restore it back into us, Lord. That, Lord, the only thing we have is you, and you are sufficient, more than enough, more than anything this world can give us. And we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to invite you, if you don't know Jesus, won't you pray a prayer of surrender to get to know Him, to live for Him fully? What a privilege. It's His invitation to serve Him with all of your heart. So Father, this morning we pray for those who don't know You. We pray for just surrendered hearts that You forgive us our sins, that You will save us from this wicked and perverse generation. And Lord, even as the church, we repent, Lord, that we have put our foots down into the things of this world. Lord, that sometimes our clothing, sometimes our exercise, sometimes the things we drive and the places we live has become more important than you. And Lord, restore to us again that place at the table where we can eat with you and you eat with us. We pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening. Remember that our sermon audio and videos are also available on Shofar TV. Go to www.shofaronline.tv to download and share.